You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Ah, uh, we're out to Adventure Summit Sierra Waves. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. On belay with you for the next uh, 30, 40 minutes. Um, with me on the Zoom wire is the best co-host in all the land, Todd of the Top, uh, hanging out in the Banyan One Home Edition. Uh, I'm inside my house. You'll probably hear a cat. I do have, I'm new to this, this cat thing, so uh, they will just, jump up i guess whenever they feel like it so they'll do that every once in a while um oh, you, well, you will get used to that my friend okay yeah well okay i'll get, I'll get used to it um so we have a uh, a good show this is uh, uh some stuff coming i, I mean we're gonna start with a weekly happy we'll get to that in just a minute and we have things the reason i'm excited is because we do have some events some on the docket events coming up um People are planning stuff. I mean, most of it's all outdoors and uh, spaced. So, but they are planning events. They're co coming back, which is good. We have some in the news, a little Gear Thirty segment, quote of the week, outdoor jukebox, um, all of this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode three sixty two. Santa Claus is coming to town, so let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Well, um, I would feel bad about technical glitches on a Zoom podcast. However, it's great watching... Um, major media publishers have massive issues with the same technology. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah. I mean, you could, I use at its height, probably zoom. I don't know how many hours a day, four hours, three hours, sometimes, you know, and so you think, you know, it, and then, <laughs> and then either something will happen or there'll be like, I know that there's a button in there that I've pushed 300 times and I can't find it now. Yeah. Yeah. Or just any number of things, you know, I think that everybody it's as, as often as they use it, it there's a built in patience that you just simply have to accept, you know, that is something that's running thin here in the old 2020. But guess what? I, we do have a new sponsor that helps us get through uh, this. It's called beer, our new friendly sponsor beer. Oh. I like that. It's a new OOA sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three o'clock in the afternoon. A, Everybody needs a standby. Now, if we were recording at eight a.m., I could see that maybe being a problem. But we'd switch I think that, that up. Sounds to, delicious. Well, we did do some with what's that morning alcohol beverage called? The mimosas. We did do some mimosas at one point. Oh wait, I think I have here. I'll join you. I have a beer. Oh good. Oh good. 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 And a not beer. just any beer. Not just any beer. April got some really good beer. Uh, mostly for her, but I'm I'm stealing it. Uh, one of them. Oh my God, I love you, that. Do you know this one? That's the Keto's. Yeah. Is that the coffee? That is one of my. Yeah. You know, that's it's one. Of, it runs in the family. It's a good taste. It's a great oh, beer. So good. We went to. Um, oh my gosh, it's the little restaurant on 25th Street. It's been around forever. It's a bar restaurant on 25th. 
the heck's the name of it? They had that on tap in March, right before the shutdown, you know, before COVID really. And that was one of the last beers I've had on tap until we, until recently returning to some of the open um, pubs, pubs and, and bars in town now. But that one was on tap right downtown on 25th Street. I thought it was great. It was a great beer. Good beer. This is 4.72, so I'll taste this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll t okay, so I'm going to screen share. I have a weekly happy. So let's go ahead and screen share. Uh, share computer sound. Let's see if this works. Let me push the right button. So this moose is not happy with uh, Santa Claus. I think the moose has, has been unhappy with Santa Claus for some time. That's the wrong one. I was watching. This is actually pretty cool. <laughs> this moose did not get what it wanted for Christmas when it no, was it done. Um, this is a, if you're into neuroscience, that's a pretty cool video there. Okay, so this is a moosing. That's your joke of the day. Um, let's see, my computer's running slow. Okay, so this moose is attacking the inflatable Santa Claus next to the airplane. That's one of those airplanes that land on the water. This is in oh a front yard in Alaska, and it looks like Mama Moose. Mama Moose is definitely not happy with. This inflatable in this front yard. It keeps, it goes, oh, it's still going. Yeah, he's still going. He's gonna take it out. The homeowner was smart enough to tether that thing, unless that's just like the power cord to the, you know, inflator jiggy thing. This moose is not happy. It's a, I wonder if it's a color. It's a bright yellow airplane. Santa Claus is just hanging off for dear life. Oh, it's from Cabela's. Hilarious. And it's not just a casual nudge. Like, she's still working on it. Yeah, she's pissed, man. She's going to take that thing out. So. <laughs> That's a great video. That's a moosing. It's a moosing. It is a moosing. All right. On the docket, there are some events coming up. Right now, I think this is one of the last Nature Center um, cup hop fundraisers. So, Coffee Links. This week is, it's uh, right there at 287 Park Avenue, 14th through the 19th. You can help support the Ogden Nature Center. Buy a mug, get some coffee, support the Ogden Nature Center. It's, it's good for all, good for all. And if you're not going to Coffee Links, you need to be. It's a great little shop. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a great. And they make phenomenal drinks too. Um, I'm going to stop the share so you can, I mean, you can see what I'm looking at. But uh, Okay, so. Santa ski Santa's coming to town. That's the name of the show. Santa's coming to town. He's coming to town next week, but he's visiting our local resorts. Like right now, Santa's skiing snow basin right now, hanging out at the lodge, skiing the slope. So if you take your kids up there to snow basin, you can see Santa. He has a sleigh there, Earl's lodge, social distance Santa version this year. He's got the mask on everything, or, or you can meet him on the slopes. Uh, typically he hands out candy canes. So uh, now's the time head up to snow basin. Or if you're a fan of the Nordic Valley, uh, Santa Claus will be at Nordic Valley on December 21st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm just really excited that he penciled Nordic Valley into his schedule so that, uh, and then let all of us know. So yes, uh, Santa will be hanging out at Nordic Valley on the 21st, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Good stuff there. Uh, no, before you go. Okay, so this is cool. Um, oops, I put KGYG. It's actually... KBYG. Gear 30 Live. Know before you go. Avi Awareness. So Ogden Avalanche posted earlier today a fairly ominous post. If you go, if you're on Facebook, go to the Ogden Avalanche page. 
they did a cutaway. Um, it's a pit of the current snowpack. It's very dangerous, uh, potentially. So depending on what this next storm brings, which the resort the resorts will be happy about, but the backcountry skiers are potentially looking at some very dangerous terrain this year. So to learn more about that, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., live on YouTube. It's free. You just got to go to YouTube, go to Ogden Avalanche's YouTube page, 7 p.m., uh, uh, brought to you direct from uh, Gear 30, or actually wherever the hell we end up broadcasting from, but Gear 30 is co-sponsoring it. Um, it's a no before you go, so basics on avalanche awareness. And then we will also provide, we meaning just because I'm, I'm on the board of the Ogden Avalanche, the presenters will, will update uh, current conditions and what we're seeing out there, what the possibilities are in the backcountry. Um, managing the shop, Gear 30, the local um, backcountry store here in town that sells backcountry gear. We, we've sold a lot of gear, a lot of backcountry gear. Um, a lot of people first time getting into, into touring. So please be familiar with the conditions. They're not setting up pretty for this to be an, an amazing backcountry year. We're for an amazing amount of people getting into the backcountry this year, the conditions are not prime right now. So we'll see what happens. Anything can change, but this, this week layer, see, we got, we got snow too early is what happened, Todd. We got snow too early. So um there's, there's, there's no pleasing you snow people there's just no pleasing you people. nope always a little i'm fine if it starts you know like in january that's fine for me but uh oh you gotta have, what happens those conditions set it up for the rest oh i yeah. like it up on the mountains you like it up on the mountains like I, I just don't know growing up in utah i don't know how to do christmas without snow. and we've had it we've had christmas without snow in Utah, I remember getting a bike or something, a big wheel, something, and being able to ride on the sidewalks with no snow. You know, I'm like, okay, there's no, it's Christmas and there is no snow down here. It does happen from time to time, but it's really, we, I don't like it. It's weird. Um, no, I yeah, need it for Christmas. Need it for Christmas. It's really nice. Yeah. So basically, I mean, what you're saying is you should find out before you go. You should know. Outside. Before oh, no. You, you should know before you know go. Know before you go. Yeah find out i think i like know better than find out you guys could have gone to find out find route. out cracks me up you ought to find out before you recreate into the backcountry wait i think that we should try to what if we use the word no we need to know before you go outside we can shorten the outside and just say no before you go and it rhymes it rhymes done done i like oh, it beautiful another event coming up nordic is planning on their New Year's, their annual New Year's Eve celebration. It's uh, fireworks on the mountainside along with a, what was it, like flashlight, candlelight, ski down the mountains. So that's, of course, New Year's Eve, December 31st, Nordic Valley, 6.15 to 7 p.m. That's one you can watch from your car, from the road, if you want, which is pretty cool. So fireworks, and, and then you can watch the light parade down the mountain, which is pretty neat. And then jumping into next year, Weber University. Now, they had to cancel – you know, a lot of stuff recently, but you can still go backcountry touring and they're doing an intro to backcountry touring starting January 9th and, um, you know, meet at, meet in the backside of Ben Loman, but it's up, it's up there at the outdoor programs website. We've said university outdoor program. It's $42 for students, $60 for general public. I want to emphasize the general public is welcome to pretty much everything that the outdoor program does every now and then they do do a, they do do a student only 
excursion, but for the most part, the general public is allowed to take part in anything the Weber Outdoor Program uh, puts on. So if you want to take the class on how to get into backcountry touring, it's a very safe way to do it through the outdoor program there in Weber State. Again, that starts on January 9th. They also have some kind of meetups, outdoor meetups on January 16th is the WSU Outdoor Program Snowshoe Hike Sardine Loop, $14 for students, $20 general public. And then Powder Mountain, so this would be like an example of a Weber State only deal. If you are a student up at Weber State, you're gonna to wanna to hear this because that's the Powder Mountain Ski Day on January 23rd, it's 50 bucks. And you can go, you can go skiing there at the Powder Mountain if you just gotta show your Weber State ID. On the 26th, and this will repeat, so it starts January 26th and then continues in February, February 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd. It's the WSU Ogden Dawn Patrol. So you can go Dawn Patrol. It's, it's, meet, it's a meetup for backcountry touring. Uh, it might change each week depending on conditions on where to meet, but that will be Ogden's uh, backyard. $10.50 if you're a student, $15 for general public. January 28th is the WSU Full Moon Snowshoe uh, on Wheeler Creek, which that's going to be awesome. So 14 bucks WSU student, $20 general public. They have a cross-country ski on February 6th at North Fork Park. Um, and then another full moon snowshoe on February 27th, and that one will be at North Fork Park. And then on the docket, reaching out into the uh, future here, March 20th, the Valley's Wildest Pond Skim. Nordic Valley is selling this as the Valley's Wildest Pond Skim, March 20th, 10 bucks. So if you like to pond skim, if you just want to watch the wildest pond skim in all the land. Do we know what that means yet? Or do you have to go to find out? Well, you mean the wildest? Because pond skimming is, you know. I mean, what makes it? Because it's already pretty wild. But what's like right. the wildest? The wildest. Sharks? Piranhas? That would add a, a level of difficulty I have not seen. It's incentive to make it as far across as possible. Without dying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Without touching the water at all. You want to stay on top of that water. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That'd be even more incentive and fun to watch. Oh my gosh. No, that's good. Um, all right, I got some news items. I did see Snow Basin sent an email that they opened Porcupine Lift. They're expecting about eight inches of snow here soon. So uh, they did open Porcupine Lift. Uh, let's share the screen and we will go over some news. Share screen. Boom. Share. And then we'll jump into some other news. Uh, this is cool. Todd, you and I paddled out to Fremont Island. A, that was a, what is it? A long time ago. Six, seven, eight years ago. But we, I, mean, I remember it being very salty. Oh, yeah. The Great Salt Lake. It was Lake. a salty day of, of paddling. I remember that. Wavy. But it's beautiful out there. And we were not allowed to touch the island. Like, get, all, get out of our kayaks and touch the island because it was private, private island. It's no longer private. It is now part of Weber County, and it is now open to visitors. So the only problem is getting there. It is fairly remote. Now, when the water is low, you can actually, like, run, run out there or we'll hike out to it. Um, but we paddled out to it. Visitors just need to take the necessary precautions and be safe. It's not easily accessible, says Laura Vernon, spokesperson for the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands. Uh, this is according to standard.net. The, the news emerged last month that the Palladium Foundation of Salt Lake City 
headed by conservationist Jennifer Spears, had bought the island from its previous owner. You know who the previous owner is, right? Uh, it's it's the Diesel Brothers guys. Oh yes, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know, like if it was them as a business or an, an individual, but yeah, they were the, the private owner. So uh, apparently, they found out that it was either a pain in the ass to get to, or they just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, so they sold it to this conservationist um, program, this foundation, who basically returned it to U the state of Utah. So it's part of the Utah Department of Natural Resources now. Open to the public. Go explore Fremont Island. It's pretty cool. That's yeah, good news. Let's go out there. I'd, I'd do that. I'm down. I don't know if I want to go like now. So. Uh, maybe not right now, but maybe sooner than later. No. I think when we went over, the water was about 18 inches deep, most of it. I think going across. Well, do you remember you on, the get way back, on the way back, I, we hit that sandbar. I, I was paddling, and I, I thought it felt like you're in the middle of the ocean, right? Because it feels big when you're out there, and the waves are big, and I'm like, we're in the middle of the ocean. We're going to die. Paddle faster. And then I hit bottom with my paddle. I'm like, what in the world? I was able to get out of the boat and stand basically knee deep in the middle of the freaking Great Salt Lake. It was a trip. It's pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, that's great. That's really good news. I like to hear that. Uh, there's a mountain lion sighting at Red Butte Canyon. This happens about every year. Um, there must be a little, little cave cub sighting or, or domain in the mountains above Red Butte, but the, the mountain was there hanging out. So if you're in the area, keep an eye out. Never run from a, a cougar. Good, a good reminder that we have uh, mountain lions. So we do have mountain lions. FYI, pick up any children or pets and, and keep them close to you. Also, now is the time to go see Zion National Park. Um, they are struggling with overcrowding, and this is out of the Las Vegas Review Journal on on particular roads. Uh, let's see. This says officials at Zion's National Park have started to regularly close the road into the park's main canyon due to overcrowding from private vehicles. Since the shuttle's service has closed uh, for the season last month, the popular scenic drive roadway has been overrun with visitors since the shuttle stopped operating November 30th, forcing officials to close the gates to ease traffic and prevent illegal parking. But as far as inside the park, uh, it, is, it is a good time to go, especially like right after the new year. Uh, typically things die down. So, um, yeah, just watch for road closures, I guess. That's what they're kind of leading to. Yeah, this is interesting. According to KSL.com, uh, China-Nepal says that Everest is a bit higher than past measurements, which, uh, you know, I always thought it looked off, you know. Looked a little taller. You just felt it. You, you felt <laughs> that. How, how, how big a difference are we talking? Uh, the, the new height of the world's highest peak is 8,848.86 meters, 29,031.7 feet, which is slightly more than Nepal's previous, previous measurement and about four meters or 13 feet higher than China's. So we're looking at about 13 feet, which makes it much harder to summit these days because it's now 13 feet higher. Last 13. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just compromise. We'll say it's about, it's like six and a half feet. I think that's it. a good like idea. Uh, famous. But take that into account, though. Make sure you save enough energy for that last six. Save enough oxygen. Feet, so. sure. Yeah. You know, I had to find this story, which makes me kind of sad. I didn't see it anywhere in my regular 
regular like social feeds or anything um adventure uh mountaineer one of the greatest mountaineers of his time doug scott passed away on december 7th from lived from 1941 to 2020 this is basically an, an obit here on ukclimbing.com uh, he came to ogden i believe i think i got his um his signature autograph um, at some point recognized worldwide as one of the greatest mountaineers of the post-war era the statistics speak for themselves over 40 expeditions to central asia countless first ascents all over the world the first british ascent of mount everest but what made doug special was not the height or difficulty or number of ascents no for him what mattered was how you made those ascents so this is a picture of for those of you who are watching live on of him on the ogre and it's a very very long write up but it does talk about everything he went into what he did during his life which was tremendously inspiring um says he has a jumble of paradoxes tough guy rugby player fascinated by buddhist mysticism an anarch anarchic hippie with a deep sense of tradition intensely ambitious one day laid back the next like that's my kind of guy right there so pretty cool man he did some things uh yeah and he passed so look up this article we'll i'll link it on the blog and then you don't have to search for it as long as i did or just go to ukclimbing.com it's right there this is a fascinating story i um i don't know where i found this of course, I was perusing the Siberian Times. I mean, obviously, um, which is where the story is from, the Siberian Times. Russia's loneliest woman, a hermit, Agafia Lakova. She's going to get a new home. She's got a new home in the wild. A wooden single-story house will be built to uh, next to her 80-year-old family hut. One of Russia's wealthiest men, billionaire Oleg Deripaska, is supporting the building after a plea for help from the 76-year-old hermit. Agafia is the last survivor of a family of Orthodox old believers discovered in the taiga of the Sion Mountains in Siberia in 1978. Her parents had fled into the forest to escape religious persecution during the Stalin era in 1936. Agafia lives much as a peasant from the 18th century with hardly any modern comforts and guided by an ancient Bible. There's some pictures here of her homestead. Agafia's new home, a, si a simple one-story hut, as she requested, had to be assembled in the city of Abakin first with logs numbered and then dismantled to shorten the building time. The recluse's area is in the remote, hardly accessible part of the Cyan Mountains, so it was easier to bring the house part by part rather than to deliver building material. At least 18 airboat shipments will have to be made to deliver the new house. And the construction will be complete in early 2021. There's a picture of her here, Todd. Um, lives by herself on this home. She lives in the remote portion of Siberia, <laughs> not the touristy portion. The touristy of portion Siberia. of Siberia. Yeah. yeah, which is about 30 people in difference or something. Uh, crazy, right? That is actually a great story. Agafia was her. about the COVID. She had no idea there was COVID 19 pandemic. Somebody had to tell her about it by an inspector of the reserve who, who usually visits her two to three times a year. Said, eh. I hope they keep their distance. 
from she, each other. <laughs> well, you'd hate for her to wi- get wiped out from something and, you know, as far away as she is, my gosh, it'd be terrible. Yeah, I thought that was... The only, the only thing about that that is, I don't know if I would agree with, is the, the term loneliest. You know, maybe she's not lonely. That, maybe she loves it out there. Yeah, you know, that's a good point because if that's all she knows, if she loves it, she lo- that's, what she, that's who she is. She doesn't want... I don't want to be our, all I us. think the word lonely is sometimes assigned to somebody. I don't think that, mm. you know, obviously if she reached out, she needs something. So maybe it's, maybe she's looking for some company. I don't know. Maybe she just wants a home. She just wanted a new house. Yeah. That's a good find. Yeah. Hey, it's worth your time trolling Siberian news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we I won't about- even ask how you ended up there. I don't, want uh, know. I know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, the snowpack across the West is dangerous. Talked about that a little bit earlier on Snowbrain. 74 human triggered avalanches in Colorado in six days, extremely wow. weak snowpack for much of the state right now. Excuse me. Um, again, we're sponsored by beer. Uh, so uh, beer, 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 um, be very, very careful in the back country. I know a lot of people are itching to get out, especially around here. Um, watch the know before you go tomorrow on YouTube on uh, Ogden avalanches, YouTube, that'll be a big deal. Um, this is kind of fun. Moose Jaw, I think they've done this for a little while, but attention to outdoor startups apply to win Moose Jaw's accelerator competition, gear junkie, camber outdoors, and more to sign on to support. Oh, it's a oh, it's second annual. So it was only second year. I just I was thinking I saw something about this, but the Moose Jaw outdoor in industry accelerator. If you've got a big idea, but need a little oomph to bring it to life. Well, um, this might be for you. So if you're an entrepreneur or inventor, it's maybe the casting call you've been waiting for. For the second year running, Outdoor Apparel and Gear Retailer Moose Jaw announces its Outdoor Industry Accelerator in partnership with Western Colorado University's Ice Lab, similar to other pitch competitions inspired by Shark Tank. Um, Moose Jaw's Accelerator seeks to award four outdoor startups with a comprehensive program to turbocharge their growth. I think they were inspired by Weaver State's version of this. Yes, Weaver State does have a version of this, which is very cool. And they are partnered with Camping World, Weaver State is. So there is a lot. Uh, I was going to ask you about this. Sundance Film Festival, uh, first virtual edition. I know nothing about it, but have you looked, have you even, I know you uh, are a fan of Sundance and uh, attend pretty much every year. So I didn't know what the plans were for this year. Yeah, I looked it up. I think this year's 26 or something, 25, 26 years I've been doing yeah. Sundance. Anyway, I haven't looked into it too much yet. Tickets aren't available yet. Most everything is online. In fact, almost entirely. There's going to be some remote locations. So I'm assuming like drive-in type spaces or big giant rooms uh, across the country. So it's not just exclusively in Utah. So there'll be a little bit of live event, mostly online. Tickets on sale beginning of January, I believe. And so I think the way it's going to set up is they will be set up at a time, just like you would going to a movie. So you still, you're seeing it live streamed, but it has to be at a certain time. Um, Only so many people are going to be allowed. It'll be ticketed. Um, I'm, I don't know the prices yet for that. Hopefully it's, I, hopefully I would think it's less than being in person, but I I don't know. Uh, And then I think it's going to be able to air again the following day. So they're creating an entirely new service for this. So I don't think it's on a platform that is this. So they've designed something special for just for Sundance. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you more about it. That's 
that's the information that I don't know much about, and that's a pretty decent amount. So, but uh, well, I I'm do... still excited. I'll catch something. I know they announced the movies today or yesterday. I haven't had a chance to look at them yet. I saw Jan um, with the who brings Banff to Ogden every year. She came in the shop the other day. I said hi to her. Um, she she said Banff is virtual this year. Um, so I said, you know, let us know how we can promote it to help raise funds for the uh, ski foundation locally. It's one of their big fundraisers. I don't know. I mean, it's not as fun, obviously as going to, but I do feel like, especially Sundance and I'm probably Banff in the future, not maybe the touring version of Banff, but the whole thing. But I think Sundance will, it'd be smart to hang on to some of these things. So next year, if, if you're from out of town and you can't make it to Sundance, you can pay a ticket and watch some stuff virtually, you know, like you're like they had, I'm assuming some of this stuff is going to keep going into future years. Like they'll figure out how to do it this year. And then and rather than it completely going away, they might, you know, merge it into the in-person stuff in future years. That's my hope. That's my hope. Cause I, I mean, being forced to develop tech for this year, cause I don't have a, really a choice in the matter. Yeah. And then using some of that for future, because there's, you know, heaven knows there's plenty of people that can't make it out there that would love to, or that would still love that experience. Cause the biggest thing with the Sundance films is they'll still do the fact that the actors, that the filmmakers will still be there. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest pluses of doing a screening. And so having it not all pre-recorded, that's usually the disconnect that I get sometimes are the pre-recorded um, because you know, you're not experiencing any live, even if it's from my house. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm still not right there with everyone else watching this at the same time. I'm kind of down for that. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind watching uh, like Banff, you know, kind of with your friends, even if you are, you know, in your individual locations, but still being able to watch it together. Right. That's have some snacks, have some drinks, you know, oh, until cool. next year. Totally. Next year we'll we'll be back, you know. But it's kind of cool to make the most of it and still have a little bit of that camaraderie. Did I read that? Uh, did Alex Honnold host like a real rock or something recently? Did you see that? Uh, it was another one of these competitions. But I think it must have been within the last couple of weeks. I think I saw that he was hosting. I'm like, man, that guy has gotten a lot more. Uh, what's the word? A lot better with people. He's a lot more sociable. Yeah, when we interviewed him, it was. A little stiff, but that was years awkward. Ago, four years yeah. ago. And even the interviews back then were really awkward. He's gotten really pretty comfortable. Yeah. Of course, he didn't know he didn't know us from Adam, so he was like, who the heck are these guys? I'm sure that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm in a weird van. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah I'm sure he was fine with the van part. That was probably his, he was more comfortable with that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I I hope I, I I know that like, unless you do like a, a, a positive COVID where you ha invite all of your friends who are, uh, who tested positive and you do a little watch party, you know, that's gotta be kind of fun, but you know, you can't really do the watch party thing, but I really dig the idea of doing watch parties. I mean, we have such nice TVs at home and uh, yes. yeah. it's something that professional sports is kind of dealing with. They built these enormous stadiums and they've got to get you, they have to do these fun things with these stadiums because you can sit in the comfort of your own home and watch live sports and it's fantastic. And so 
Uh, but having, yeah, and I could do it for less than $200 a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you, there's a mountain lion on your lap right now. Yeah. Look at this light. I got some dramatic lighting going in right now. That's that's the, I'm in the dungeon here at my house. So <laughs> we're good here. Well, I think we're, we're wrapping up. I've got a, um, in the, in the, um, Oh, gear 30 I already did in the news gear 30 segment. Um, visit gear 30.com. We have all your backcountry needs for town for, for Ogden. We've got a lot of good stuff in the shop. Uh, we're still, we're still selling or we still have for sale the uh, custom skins that were made for um, uh, to support Ogden avalanche. So if you come in and, and grab one of those skins, I think $10 goes to support Ogden avalanche, which is pretty cool. And I do have, as far as worth watching, the save, save the date for the YouTube of the Ogden Avalanche tomorrow night, seven o'clock, the know before you go. That's probably. Oh, I was going to ask, speaking of gear 30, how's uh, uh, Traverse doing? How's uh, Brighton's project? Or... So um, I think, I think, it, so it didn't start fast, you know, it was slow, but people, it's starting to go. It's starting to really pick up now. So uh, I bought a piece uh, uh, for my daughter that I'm really excited about is vintage Patagonia sweatshirt that is awesome. He, there's another drop tomorrow, Thursday, December 17th, dropping new gear. Um, I liked our write-up on it. Our, our blogger used a funny phrase, I thought. Uh, she said, museum-worthy, museum-worthy Patagonia, uh, their, their flannel pants, like button whatever the the bunting kind of flannel pants or whatever from patagonia that are in perfect shape from the 70s or 80s whatever however old they are also patagonia museum north face um booties down booties from north face that are from the 70s that are very cool so that look brand new by the way there's See, some that's the craziest part is you find these old because i get some oh henry liked my beer henry was going after the beer Jeez, ah, animals, animals. We were sponsored. Chip by. off the old block. Chip yeah. off the old block. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know some of this gear is made to last for sure. But the fact that something like booties last means that they got it and they set it aside, or they just was like delicate indoor use only type of thing. Right. right. God, I can hardly. I go through a slipper every season. Probably I couldn't. Like you know what? Yeah. <laughs> No, and there's that's it's great. That's really good. so new drop tomorrow in Traverse. Yeah, you, you ought to come down if you can. If you have time after your study, I know you're really busy right now. So swing by, take a look, uh, be cool. So uh, this week's quote of the week: "What we love to do, we find time to do." John Lancaster, Lancaster Spalding, which means Todd loves school. I think is what Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I work, and then in my free time, I do it. I, I get to do it for another five semesters. Oh, um, and then that's it. and then I'll probably just keep working at university. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, this is this is good stuff. But this program is no joke. I like ah, two more days today and tomorrow, and then well, my projects are wrapped up. And uh, I know Weber State wrapped things up uh, last Friday was the last day, and so uh, there's a little bit of quiet before the storm in January. Of you know, so we at least get a few weeks off. So. Well, stay thanks, healthy, everybody. Taking your time, taking the time to do meet with us, oh, of course, do the show. Uh, thanks to Banyan One Home Edition for powering today's 362nd episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. 
uh, look for us on iTunes or not iTunes. What is it? Apple podcasts now, I think is what it's called. Um, I'm going to play this little ditty. Oh, before you start, sifting through I got my happy music so you don't have to. Johnny Boy uh, is the name of the song by the band Kite. She's kind of a, uh, I can't stop listening to this song, but uh, Jean Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. Long intro. I like some whistling. I like some whistling in a song. <laughs> We've had 